welcome on in everybody to a special episode of the Butt Ending Podcast. I'm Paul, again, joined by Chris, uh, and we have a special guest with us today. We're going to continue our Get to Know a League Manager segment from last year. I think we only got through half the league or so last year. So this week, uh, it is our pleasure to welcome in Mike. So say hi to the people, Mike. Hello, people. <laughs> um, we are going to go over some questions with him. I think Mike has a couple complaints that he wants to uh, <laughs> go over as well. But before we get started, um, because Chris obviously had a recent announcement, twins on the way. Mike, it sounds like, also has number two on the way. So we've got the two fathers in okay. the league. I don't know. Do we have any other fathers in our league? Uh, uh, I'm, well, Ben might be, but he doesn't know. So I don't know. <laughs> Somebody hiding one out there. <laughs> so the two known fathers in the league uh, here today. So I was going to ask Mike, do you have any fatherly advice for Chris um, oh, no. as he heads here into fatherhood? I mean, Chris is fucked. So there's just <laughs> one is tough. I don't know how you do two. Pray to God that they're on the same sleep schedule because it was just one long continuous day for about a month where you just wake up every two hours and do the same thing over and over. And it doesn't matter if it's daylight or dark outside, you just do the same thing. So uh, if those two hours happen to be together or flip-flopped or I, I don't know, uh, good luck. Well, <laughs> thank you. I will make sure to good luck. But I would yeah. highly recommend it. It's a, it's a worthwhile journey. I'm just going to start drinking heavily. <laughs> that There's the this, uh, <laughs> that's until about three months. And then, then between like three and six months, it's interesting because they can like be awake for a period of time but they can't really do anything. So you just kind of like sit there and stare at them and they stare back at you. And you're like, am I supposed to teach you something now? Or like, what do, what do we do here? What do we want? What do you want? Uh, but yeah, after six months, it's, it's pretty fun. They actually start having a personality and, and doing things. So mine turns uh, one in a week, 10 days. Nice. I think it's coming up. I was like, we follow, I see all of the uh, monthly Skyline Chili. <laughs> yeah. <posts. laughs> so if, if, for those of you that don't know, uh, Mike and Jenna, I don't, I have to actually know, I don't know the background of this, but they dress Elliot up every month in like a cute Skyline Chili costume and put a whole bunch of Skyline Chili props up and then use a whole bunch of Skyline Chili hashtags to document every month of Elliot, Elliot's life. And I, I, at first I thought it was a competition. I was like, okay, they're trying to get like money. Like Skyline has some kind of baby competition where if you do this, you get entered into win, but it's continued. And so what is the background <laughs> of the Skyline Chili? Um, we have just did a, you know, everybody puts it on like a rug and then you move their toy around from month one to month two to month three. Um, and so we just added a can of Skyline. So there's one item for one month, two items for two months, and there's cans of Skyline, there's Greek dressing from Skyline, there's the oyster crackers, the hot sauce. Um, and why Skyline? I mean, 
Jenna's from Cincinnati. Um, I can chow on some uh, cheese conies. So um, yeah, there's, it's just kind of a cute little fun thing to do. And so we'll eventually end it at uh, 12 items of Skyline this, this coming month here. So, but it's been fun too, because Skyline will like repost it on their story and stuff. So I was going to ask, have you had anybody from Skyline reach out to you? Have you gotten any free stuff out of this yet? No free stuff, no uh, reimbursements, just a, a, a share and a like. That's terrible. Well, Skyline, if you'd like to sponsor our podcast, uh, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get Elliot on here <laughs> to show off the swag. Uh, so <laughs> now, now my question, now my question is what happens when Elliot realizes that Skyline sucks? Oh, well, she has good parents who will teach her the right way, Chris. Oh, okay. I, I got you. So, well, I, hey, it, and you know what? I don't mind Skyline. Um, I just couldn't, like, eat it. It was, like, a once-a-month thing, you know? Like, when I first, you know, lived in Ohio and had it. Um, but and, and now it's kind of, like, lost its touch because they've, like, brand, they've, like, branched out, out of state. Like... Like I can go, like I already know where there's two are in Indiana. So, or close to me. So like, you know, it's not that special. Whereas like Cane's chicken fingers, like that's like almost like you can't find that really in Indiana at all. So like I put more stock into Cane's than I do Skyline. Cane's is okay. There's plenty of Cane's down here in Houston. Uh, Zaxby's though is where it's at. You can only no. get this. Oh, God. I hate Zaxby's. No, it, it moved into Indianapolis when I lived there. I was excited because we used to always pass it going down south <laughs> uh, for the summer when we go to the beaches and stuff. And I was all excited. I went, I was not impressed. So, it what's, sucks, what's, the dude. Get, what's the best item at Zaxby's, Mike? What are we missing well, out? I was just going to say the fried chicken. I mean, the, oh, the, <laughs> the chicken at Zaxby's, but then you got to go with the cane sauce. So, well, they have one of each and, and I mean Cane's butter both sides bread you can't uh can't beat that so I could have a debate about Cane's and versus Zaxby's <laughs> and I would I would win like I know this for a fact <laughs> I can argue against Cane's I think Zaxby's chicken is better oh no All way. Right, we'll have a separate podcast we will we will rate uh fast food restaurants on their merits so sounds um, good <laughs> uh so We'll get into, I guess, our questions. Uh, first one's general, Mike, since some people don't know you, um, but he's from the Miami division, went to Miami with me, was my roommate for a couple of years at Miami. Um, yep. And so just introduce yourself to everybody. Um, who are you? What do you do? Uh, tell us a little about yourself. Yeah. So I'm Mike and I went to Miami and uh, I was fortunate enough to be Paul's roommate uh, for two years. Um, so uh, that's where fantasy hockey started and a lot of hockey uh, started. And those, um, those four years of being on the glass at uh, every single Miami hockey game was pretty awesome. Um, so then just the, the love of hockey just continued from there. Um, so... I'm, uh, I, I got to admit last year was a tough one in fantasy. Also, uh, Elliot was born. So 
a losing record plus a lot more responsibility meant that I just completely uh, foregone my managerial responsibilities. But uh, 3-0 and start this year um, has me interested still. <laughs> That's my um, secret to fantasy the, hockey success. No kids. <laughs> okay, so here's my, here's my question. What was your record uh, last year? Uh, that's going to have to be a commissioner question. All right. Oh, Let's, I can look it up. Um, I, I will say, say to give Mike some credit, Mike was the first ever champion of this league when we first implemented money. I don't know if he won the first season. <laughs> that's my kind of. We got money kinda, involved. Yeah. I know Mike basically swept the the plate clean of all of the dollars the first year. So he is a champion in this league's history. Um, so he does have that to fall back on. Mike was four and seven last year, it looks like. I bet you I went uh, probably about four and two and then oh and five the last. <laughs> this is probably how that happened. Four and seven. So, All right. I'm going to beat that next year when my kids, and I'm going to have two kids at the same time. And I'm going to beat that. So we'll have to go by winning Best percentage. We'll have to go by winning percentage. Okay. So what would I, 18 week season? What's oh, the man. I don't know. That's almost, that's a little over uh, 33%. Because four, if there this. were eight, four and eight would be 33%. So it's going to be around 40%, right? Just doing some quick math there. Four of eight would be fifty percent. He had he well, had a okay. 30, yes, 36, four wins, eight thirty-six percent. Thirty-six. Okay. Yeah, I'm it's like thirty-six point three six three. So, what does that have to be in eighteen-week season? You get on that, and I'll ask the next question. Um, I got you. I got you. <laughs> so, <laughs> I guess you touched on it a little bit, uh, but we, you know, basically ask what's the first hockey memory you have, or you know, did you have hockey growing up, or was it kind of when you got to Miami that you got into hockey? And if you have a favorite seven NHL wins, team, uh, who is that? <laughs> okay, seven seven wins is doable. Great. Yeah, that that'll give me give me thirty eight. So I have to go. I have to win at least seven games. Okay, what's the bet though? I. I, we need to bet this though. And this like, is not you, this year. This is next season. Next season. If I do not finish, if I do not get seven wins, because if I get six, then it's still less. So seven oh, will give me 38. Raise, I think I'll bet you a raise. case of diapers. Oh, I was going to get some raising Oh, deal. Uh, well, he didn't like that. Um, <laughs> I, that's all. That's like diapers. That's like more than our league dues. Um, how about you have to pay half my league dues? If I get seven. Oh. <laughs> what, does, right. what does he get if you lose? Or is it whoever loses? I'll pay, I'll pay, I'll pay, yeah, I'll pay half, I'll pay half his league dues for the for the following year. What what was Chris's record last year, Paul, before we start? Uh, uh, I was I was six and five. Years. He made he made the playoffs. Uh, six and five last year. Yep. Okay. It's okay. also it shows on here that I'm in fifth place at six and five, where Keegan was five and six, but I think it went by playoffs. So. And okay. and I mean you're uh, <laughs> off to a great start here. Phil intensifies, so um, I'll take that bet. Okay. Uh, I I have to finish seven and what is that eleven next year to to get that bet? Okay. Deal. Deal. And you have to okay. get over, right? Or exact, it's no, exactly seven. Exactly seven. I have to get over six. Okay. Yeah. 
if I get six, then I still lose. Cause it's like, that's the, the, the winning percentage does, uh, is still less. It's like 30, it's like six 30, and a, six and a half wins. Yeah. <laughs> six and a half wins. And this yeah, is if the I tie, I announced, this is the time that I announced our league dues are going up to $200 next year. Woo! <laughs> Dude, I, I'm a high all roller. Right. <laughs> um, all right, Mike. So uh, when did you get into hockey? Any hockey memories from growing up? And who's your favorite NHL team if you have one? So grew up in Michigan. Uh, so just like pond hockey is the best kind of hockey. Um, <clears throat> so that's where I learned to skate and first experiences playing hockey. I never actually like played any organized hockey until I was playing intramurals at Miami. Um, but uh, that was that was it. And then I guess I went to a couple Red Wings games as a kid, um, but never was like super hockey fan or anything like that. Um, but I did just take Elliot to her first hockey game, uh, which was a Red Wings game. So I'm, I'm repping the wings this year. And uh, we're going to hope for a little bit better of a season than the last four. Um, until I was 23 years old, the Red Wings never missed the playoffs. So I had 23 <laughs> of my first years uh, never knowing anything but playoff hockey. Um, and then, as you know, the, uh, the lottery system was very unkind to Detroit, I think. Out of the last four years, they got the worst possible pick of what they had available uh, every four years. So um, not all of the excuses. There's plenty of uh, great names that retired as well. But, uh, I was like people who can't play until, uh, you know, past 50, those people. So the, yeah. uh, <laughs> I don't even know the Lidstroms, is that right? And uh, the Datsuks and actually Datsuk could probably still play in somewhere over in Europe, but um yeah, so they did have a great team for years, but they'll get back there uh, with. Yeah, but they're off to Eiserman. a decent. Eiserman, however they say his name. Yep, Eiserman. They were, up, but they're off to a decent start this year. So. Yes. So we'll see what Detroit does. I know we have a couple of Detroit fans in our league. We've got Travis, I believe Michelle as well, um, and Mike. So, a third of our league there with the Red Wings. Um, do you have any? favorite players all time kind of in the NHL? I know you didn't pay attention too much growing up or any favorite players today in the league that you enjoy watching. Um, so I started like following the stars since I moved to Texas. Um, I really would love there to be a Houston team. Um, Maybe I, Arizona. I like, I think everybody's beating Arizona. Well, they thought there's been some rumblings of Arizona possibly looking to move and possibly Houston as a destination. So, so my understanding is that after they built, they added Seattle. Now we're at an even what 32 teams, right? Um, so the next would be two teams at once that they would add. Um, I think Houston's on the short list, a second team in Toronto, or a uh, oh, what's my Canadian province north? Uh, of Toronto. I can name some random provinces. Northeast. Manitoba, Saskatchewan. Uh, Nova Scotia. <laughs> yeah. Nova um, or another Canadian team uh, in a new province that they don't have. <laughs> I think Quebec City has come up. That, yeah, that's one. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but they would do two at once. So 
that's what I've heard. Um, I would love to have Houston, and but I guess the owner of the Houston Rockets doesn't want to share the stadium. So that's what they're running into in Arizona right now because they asked if they could go there, and the owner of the Sun said, "Nope, good luck." <laughs> so. Uh, they're trying to figure their lives out next year since they got kicked out of their current arena after this season. So all kinds but of fun in Arizona, but the Houston arrows used to be, a uh, not a, not minor league, but uh, world hockey league, um, I think is what it was, um, back in the day, but that's, I believe where Gretzky, um, started. Do you guys have an AHL team right now or no, nothing no. in Houston. Okay. I was like, there's probably some league, but it's probably down below that because I know there's the ECHL and I don't even know what the other one is. There's like a West Coast Hockey League or something. But um, yeah. All right. Um, so during fantasy hockey, is there anybody in the league that you kind of see as your biggest rival or anybody that you always want to beat? Uh, if you see them on your schedule, you circle the date. Um, anything like that? Uh, I mean, the commissioner of all people, you got to. <laughs> Got to beat the commish, um, and apparently his wife as well. Uh, so this week is a pretty big week uh, with both first place teams facing off at three and zero each. So Mandy and I. Um, so I, I started to do everything I could this week to to eke out a win, uh, and that backfired a little bit when I went to grab the only goalie that I could add with the starting slot last night, not last night, but the night before Monday night. And got a whole negative uh, two points. <laughs> well, if he gotten Matt Murray, you would have gotten a couple more points, but he only got me point two, so <laughs> it wasn't a great pickup on my side either. But all right, Chris, do you have any questions for Mike? Uh, who's your least favorite players in the NHL? Um. Well, listening to your Evander Kane rant last podcast, uh -huh. I, I missed the opportunity to drop him off of my IR. Um, he's been just sitting on my IR, um, but I don't want to drop a player to drop him so he could just sit there. Um, other than that, um, I don't know. Somebody was just disappointing me here recently. Um, I don't, I don't necessarily have any, any grudges, uh, against players in particular. Um, as we've established on this show before, Tom Wilson is the correct answer to that question. Yeah. Tom Wilson's the correct answer. Thank you. <laughs> he does have a, some pretty dirty, question. dirty hits. Wasn't that in the playoffs last year as well against, uh, uh, uh the, the, right, the Rangers. The Rangers. Yeah, he now. beat up Artemi Panarin and some other people. I didn't yeah. really hate that. He's got Panarin by like 50 pounds, too. Like, come on, man. Face yeah, down that's on why the, the Rangers ice went and... out. Yeah. The Rangers went out and got Ryan Reeves this offseason so that they'd have some more muscle to hopefully uh, beat the shit out of him if they needed to. <laughs> so I'm not a Ryan Reeves fan either. Um, no, neither. No, but he's basically the goon. Like, He's just there for Tom Wilson. They might just like send him down and call him up when they're playing <laughs> the Capitals. Like, oh, Ryan Reeves gets a call up. <laughs> I see a puppy staring 
longingly through the door through Chris's yeah, that, screen. And yeah, that's Arnold. He's upset that he's not allowed in here. And I angled it so that you all can watch him stare at you. <laughs> <laughs> watch your dog suffer. That's great. Um, yep. All right, Mike. Uh, that's really all of the end of the uh, set questions I have. I know you have some complaints that I think you would like to bring to the floor. So this is going to do our open mic segment. If you have anything that you would like to uh, uh, get off your chest here. Get wow. it? Open mic. Get it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I will openly complain. Man, you're, those dad do- jokes happen fast, Chris. Yep. I recognized it as soon as, as, soon as he said it. <laughs> Um, so the locking of your entire roster when the first game of the day starts is asinine. Uh, under no circumstances is a noon or one o'clock game going to affect your decisions at the nine o'clock, seven o'clock game when everybody else plays. Um, you just have to make your move early enough in that day, which a lot of these start sit questions of who's coming off IR to start their first game from a skater's position or who's confirmed the starter from the goalie may not happen until 6 p.m. Um, so if a game on a Saturday starts at noon and then you're trying to squeak out a goalie to you know, you pick up an extra four points on a really close matchup late in the week. Um, you just got to guess and throw a dart at the wall and hope that the probable uh, goalie or the, the scheduled goalie ends up starting for you if you draft or if you uh, make the move at 10 a.m. Um, so that's that's my that's my quarrel. And so. Paul and I have gone back and forth on this and he says it's unfair because you other people would have people locked that have started. Um, but the way that I look at it is, okay, if I'm playing against Paul and he's had one to 10% of his team go in that first game, I probably have just as much of likelihood of having somebody in that first game as well. And then the later we get in the day, maybe there's a 9.30 p.m. game, and now we're at like Sunday night, right? So if I get this goalie, I could win because I've already seen all of his players play. Well, I still have to have somebody going in that 9.30 p.m. game that hasn't started yet and also be willing to drop him to pick up the goalie or whoever I want to pick up. Um, So you'd have to be really lucky to get that situation. Whereas on the flip side, I feel like there's obviously been a number of times this year where um, things have happened and we've missed out on making changes that uh, could have been made. Is this my rebuttal time? <laughs> yes, yep, you, have two, you have two minutes, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> okay, perfect. You know, I, Mike and I, we actually text about this separately too a little bit, but I, I don't think that I disagree with the vast majority of what Mike says. I will, because being the commissioner is very much like being a politician, uh, I'll put my disclosures up there out front uh, to, to clarify. Uh, what it, when Mike says, 
you know, everyone on your roster locks at the first game of the day. The one, yes, you cannot pick, uh, what ESPN doesn't let you do is you can't pick anybody up off of waivers uh, and you cannot drop anybody or activate anybody from your IR and drop someone else on your roster and then have your IR person play. Uh, those two moves after the first game of the day are stopped uh, and any players you pick up off waivers or you try to activate from your IR cannot play for you. Uh, within your roster, that 18 person roster that you have, you can move goalies in and out if goalies you just find out aren't going to start and you have another goalie who can start, uh, or if someone else is injured into Saturday and you have a full roster, you can sub people in uh, as long as they're on your active roster. Um, so there's some flexibility, but yes, it's the whole thing as, like you said, it, and that does suck, especially with West Coast games, because you have a two to three hour, three hour, I think, time difference between uh, when the first games of the day start on the East Coast to when the last games of the day are starting on the West Coast. So you don't always know what goalies are going to start on the West Coast. Uh, and you don't always know necessarily that someone's not going to play because, oh, they just happen to not come out for warm-up. Or you have a situation like Winnipeg-San Jose the other day where you find out half of the San Jose Sharks are on COVID protocol. Guess what? The game's already started. You can't do anything at that point. Uh, all those players are now just going to be empty spots on your roster. Um, so I get the frustration. And like I I did say in the chat as well, that is not a setting I can change in ESPN. So even if I wanted to, I can't change it. The only thing I can say is when you can't move players that are on your active roster uh, in and out of their spots. So it's not something I can change. I agree mostly with what Mike said. Um, I do think, you know, I wish there was rules I could implement from Monday through Saturday, do these rules, and then Sunday do these rules. Uh, but you can't really do that. And I get your point of even if it's Sunday night and you're going to the last game and I've gone to bed and Mike's lose, is losing to me by five points, he does have to have people to drop. Like those are all moves that are fair for him to use throughout the week because he has five moves. And he has to be willing to say, I'm going to drop these three people to pick people up and then risk those people then being picked up off waivers by somebody else if they want them. So I get it. Um, I'm just trying to, in my mind, what I try to relay is what I think ESPN's rationale for the whole decision-making process is and locking people out. Uh, and I, well, I don't know. Does ESPN really have any rationale with anything in fantasy hockey? That's another good question. Uh, but <laughs> that's what I try to do is I, I think that that's some of the stuff uh, why they lock people out um, at the different times. But, you know, the, it's unfortunate but we all live by the same rules. Uh, I will say it doesn't affect us all equally though, because different time zones are not equal. Uh, Mandy found that out last year a lot because we start at five o'clock is when the first game start for us. We're barely off work if we're off work. And maybe we haven't had time to look at our phone all day because we were so busy at work where people on the East coast, um, they get to get home from work, take a nap. And then it's not until seven o'clock until the game start for them. <laughs> So they have, you don't want to call it extra time. We all have the same amount of hours in the day, but um, they have a little bit of an advantage maybe in that. But we all know what times are at this point. And so we kind of have to live with the, uh, the devil we know uh, with ESPN and how they do those things. So yes, yeah, set a reminder on your phone. That's what Mandy does uh, too. She has a reminder on her phone every day. Uh, so that's kind of your best case. And when you have situations like the IR things that you can't control, it does suck. <laughs> I, don't know. 
I don't have a good response for that. Yeah. So, so I've been activating Mike Smith off my IR every day <laughs> and then putting him back. Is he day to day? Is he go day to day to out? Day to day to out? Yes. So, uh, three days in a row now, or, or two game days in a row now, I've activated him the night before so, so that I could have him for the next day. And then once the next day happened and found out finally that he was not playing, I put him back on my IR and picked up somebody else. Um, and then it's happened twice now. So yeah, I've had to do some similar gymnastics with Ryan Ellis and some other people who are day to day where I activate them just in case and then they aren't. So yeah. then I swap them back out with the other people. And, um, and so I, I did that today and I picked up um, uh, Columbus's goalie who's starting tonight. Merzlikens. Uh, not Merzlik, not Elvis. Uh, Corpusal. Junas Corpusal. Oh. Corpusal. Jonas, Cor Jonas Corpusal. Jonas Corpusalo. Salo, yeah, him. Um, so I, I dropped Mike Smith, or I put Mike Smith on the IR and added Corpusalo. Um, and, but I, the news that Mike Smith was not starting tonight came out midday today. And just because it's a Wednesday, there were no day games. So I had time to still go out and, and pick up a goalie to start in his place. But uh, if that would have happened on a Saturday, I couldn't have done that. Yeah, and weekends are where it bites even more sometimes because we have games start like 1130 our time. So, right. you know, sometimes I'm barely rolling out of bed at that time. So, um, yeah, it's it's definitely a little harder on the weekend sometimes because the games start so much sooner. And there's like a eight, you know, there's like a seven, eight hour gap between the first game and the last game versus a three hour gap like there is Monday through Friday. So And to yeah, your point course. about ESPN, I think I think ESPN gives about as much thought and uh time into ESPN fantasy hockey as they do airtime to hockey on Sports Center. So it's all on ESPN plus. <laughs> That's true. Since you guys said uh, ESPN Plus has all the hockey games, I have now purchased ESPN Plus. So uh, yeah, it's a much better deal than NHL TV was, and it, it's you get all the games, so it's definitely convenient to have it on there. They have a couple NHL specific shows on there too, but yeah, the fact that they bury NHL on their online specific only programming, you know, that's not great. So, all right, uh, Chris, do you have any thoughts on on uh, these complaints? You want to back me up at all, you know, um, or back me up. <laughs> <laughs> um, the one thing I do think about is uh, the time zones. I do kind of agree. Like it, you know, like the people out West are like kind of screwed. Um, if you don't like plan ahead. Um, so maybe that is an argument for Mike so that like they can just pick people up, but I don't know. It's just a weird it's a, it's a weird thing to think about because I don't have to think about time changes. Um, East Coast bias, everything in this world. You know, I, I don't really like the East Coast. I don't like the uh, East Eastern time zone. I really don't um, because like basically every like Sunday, every like late game, like you're up till like 12 or one in the morning. Whereas like you can, you can watch your games at five with at like dinner or whatever. And then you can move on right to the West coast games, which are usually pretty good. Right. 
So like, like tonight, like, like Colorado's playing tonight um, against the Blue Jackets, which I don't know. I, I don't know if I can watch that because that's technically in my market for the Blue Jackets, um, even though it's three hours away. Uh, uh, let me tell. Okay. Okay. I'm going to stop you right there for a second. I live in Bozeman, Montana, right? Look at us on a map. We're not near any major cities. I am blacked out from Vegas, Denver, and Seattle, all of which are 10 to 12 hours away from me. And I am in all of their local broadcast regions and blacked out from all three of their games. So <laughs> I don't want to hear anybody complain about blackout restrictions where you are. It is ridiculous being in the middle of butt frick nowhere and we get blacked out from everything. Anyway, continue. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of fun. Um, <laughs> what was my, what was my other thing I was thinking about? Um, the other thing I think waiver, the whole thing with waivers is like, Mike said, like, it doesn't like, like if you get by the end of the night, like I should be able to pick up someone, you know, or it might not matter. Well, like your matchup could be like super tight and then you could pick someone up to, uh, you know, get the edge and, uh, you know, while like, and it kind of plays into the time zone thing. Whereas like, yeah, like we had all day, but like, then we go to bed because we're not staying up at 1030 to watch Vancouver and Seattle or I am because I'm an idiot. I'm a weirdo, but, um, but you guys are right. So like, then that's your spot to then pick up people and overtake it. So I kind of just, I don't know. I kind of get why ESPN does it. Cause it's like a super simplified way that like, we don't have to worry about anything, but um, I think the biggest thing about all this is we need to get away from ESPN and we have to hope that sleeper app. If you guys have ever used sleeper app, it's the best fantasy app ever. Uh, they just added basketball this off season. Um, it's usually just football and they've done March Madness stuff too. Um, but hopefully they add uh, hockey because uh, I love sleeper app. It's, it's awesome. There's so many more settings and uh, customization that you can do. And I, I wonder if you'd be able to like make the waivers so that like, if it's closed for us at seven Eastern, like you would get an extra two hours or something. I don't know. That'd be kind of, that'd be kind of <laughs> awesome. But, uh, you know, but yeah, I did look into alternate things. Mike and I actually talked about that too. Uh, I looked into some alternate things. Really, it was pretty much Yahoo or ESPN. I decided to do ESPN just because that's what we have all of our historical data under. Um, and so I just decided, you know, it's nice to be able to look back a little bit. And until there's a much better option, I'm, you know, just kind of sticking with them. But I did look at the sleeper app at the beginning of the season. That's why I had asked kind of our fantasy uh, chat if anybody had used it because it seemed pretty cool and it's supposed to be a lot more social uh, of interaction with the other people. So not necessarily like Facebook messenger and then uh, ESPN app, but hopefully all rolled kind of into one thing maybe. Um, so yeah, we'll see yeah. if they ever add hockey and I'm, I'm open to other options and, and stuff and I'd like to have more settings, but uh, right now it's this is where we are. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, any, any other thoughts? Anything else you'd like to address, Mike, uh, during your time here on the podcast? Uh, no, that was, that was my one complaint. 
that I wanted to air and voice, and I understand that uh, nothing can be done about it uh, other than petition ESPN. So um, <laughs> let's just uh, get this viewership grown uh, so that ESPN takes notice. Uh, and, and here's our point, understands why they're, uh, they're wrong, right? Yes. And you know, one of my, one of my biggest complaints as the commissioner um, trying to do stats for our league this year uh, that I need to also write ESPN about is when you go into the box score uh, of our matchup, it shows each player and their stats and like how many points total they had for the season. But down at the bottom where it says totals, and then you go all the way to the bottom of like the goal column, they're all zeros. It doesn't actually do the math. So I can't there. pull up weekly stats. I have to talk to Siri and say, hey, at what is five plus six plus eight plus 12 plus 13? And I have to do that until Siri gives me the numbers. And then I plug them into the spreadsheet to track the stats. It's so annoying. It takes me five seconds if ESPN could just actually, you know, learn how to use Excel equals sum, highlight the column, boom, <laughs> works. Drag it across uh, to the other ones and then you're set. It's great. Uh, so yeah, it's, there's a whole bunch of things that annoy me. It's kind of nice this year. Some of the features they added, uh, the playoff percentage, I still think is bullshit. Um, but then they added that whole like interested in thing. So you can, once you can't see who's interested in them. So when they're on yeah. waivers, you can see like, Oh, three other people are interested in this player. Maybe I should pick them up, but you can't see who's interested. Once you pick the player up, you can see who's interested. Um, so I oh, picked really? it up and I could see like, yeah, so I picked somebody up and I could see one person interested on my roster when I clicked on him and I clicked on it. It says Joel's interested. Um, and Joel's welcome to trade me for this person if you would like. I don't really want this person. Um, huh. But yeah, I thought it was interesting. So you can see who's interested. Well, so if you want to do trades that way, that's a thing. Chris, I just picked up Ryan Getzlaff. So you were interested. All right. Thank you. <laughs> that was, that was, was all thanks to Crosby going on the IR. And thankfully, I had enough time in the day to pick him up, so <laughs> he's available. All right. Well, anyway, so we could keep bitching about ESPN, I guess. Forever, <laughs> but um, that is our podcast. Uh, Mike, thank you for coming on. Uh, we'll get this posted. I don't know that I'll post it today. We'll see. I might post it a couple days from now to separate our episodes out a little bit. Um, but we appreciate you coming on. Appreciate your time. Appreciate your complaints. Um, and <laughs> once we hope Anytime. we get to the other people. If, other, if you guys want to come back on, we're happy to have people come back on and uh, talk to us for a minute about what's going on in the league. So um, if you have any closing thoughts, Mike, the floor is yours. Say goodbye to the people. Uh, enjoying the season so far. Can't beat 3-0, uh, especially when I'm the third lowest scorer. So uh, I will take luck on my side anytime. But uh, I'm holding my own so far this week. So um, I'm hopeful. I won't go any, anywhere near confident, but I'm hopeful. So, uh, best of luck to everybody else, um, except Chris, in both this season and next season. Um, Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> good luck in fatherhood, not good luck in fantasy hockey. Uh, that's right. That's right. That's You're going to need that. <laughs> All right. Uh, for Mike and Chris, this is Paul. I'm signing off. Have a good week, everybody. Thank you.